11 minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We now take a look at what's happening and the latest in the world of money and power. And uh, we do that in our wrap of the top business stories. And uh, my guest to help us take a look at this uh, this evening is Makwe Masilela, who's the Chief Investment Officer and founder at Makwe Fund Managers. Makwe, what's AJ, bro? Sit down with my OT. Are you uh, keeping? Safe, 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 no smog. Safe, no smog, man. Makwe. I want us maybe to start off uh, at uh, Africa's largest fund manager, and that is the Public Investment Corporation. And in particular, I guess one of their more recognized uh, divisions there, or funds, and that is the Isibaya Fund. Uh, really a fund, you know, looking at investing in the unlisted space, private equity, that kind of thing. Um, and it seems, hey, there's a big mess up here. Uh, it seems like we're moving in slow motion to a disaster. Uh, because we know the PIC manages the, uh, many of the funds of the GEPF, and it seems a lot of the funds that facilitate deals for the Ispire fund, uh, that mandate might not necessarily be renewed. Markwe? I'm here, sir. Yes, I'm saying that that mandate might not necessarily be renewed. I don't understand what this means, Markwe, and maybe if you can explain to us uh, how the PIC comes into some of this money and what they periodically from time to time have to do in order to make sure that they continue to manage it and invest it accordingly? You know, that will be a very sad like, entrepreneurs because mm. so far people, when they fail to get funding from uh, commercial banks, from some of the developmental financiers, then they look at buyer And yes, they did make some good uh, or a positive dent when it comes to the PEE landscape. And I'm not sure... Whether is it because of the issues that we had with the commission that we got exposed or to know about the bad things that have been done, or it's because the guys are trying to change strategy. But I don't think, given that the economy is struggling, not just because of COVID, but this is the time where we are trying to encourage people to become entrepreneurs, and then you decide to close that tab yeah. that we are no longer going to be funding those kind of transactions. I guess maybe there's reason for the delay, and I'd like to see there's a delay that maybe they want to fine-tune that particular mandate, because I don't think it will be fair for the guys to say, listen, we are no longer looking into unlisted, because now it tells you that black entrepreneurs, then they have to come with other means to get the funds to try to fund those deals. But it will be very, very disappointing. And I hope maybe they're trying to make sure that they fine-tune, mm-hmm. not necessarily to change the strategy. Because definitely we need the likes of the PIC to go or to continue to find the good deals. And guys, even the private sector, even commercial banks, that deals where they've written off those bad debts because those things that they financed they didn't go well. Look at the people who maybe were exposed to some other companies which at some point were liquidated. Some of those guys were funded by commercial banks. So yes, it does happen that sometimes you make a wrong investment decision. Ayabonga, even when it comes to listed shares, sometimes you buy a stock, you invest in that particular company, then it happens that that share price goes south. Mm. So it does happen. As long as you know you followed the process, you did your due diligence, and by then you were convinced that this is a good investment. And sure, those bad ones that were done the wrong way, yes, they have to go after them, get the money back. It's not the right thing to be done. 
And I guess, Mark, I mean, that, that's the issue that, you you know, that that's why you probably don't invest all of your money in one box uh, or in one basket of, you know, assets or asset classes, because you want to benefit from diversification. Uh, and implied in that is an expectation that some of the deals will go badly. Uh, and I think the process is about really, I guess, exercising the necessary diligence um, and uh, undertaking one's fiduciary duty. Uh, with the necessary thrift that many of the people whose money this is, teachers, nurses, policemen, uh, and policewomen, um, you know, would uh, certainly expect no better than that. But Mark, I guess the other part of the uh, of the question has to do with uh, what, sitting outside, we can see are some of the internal challenges within the PIC. I mean, uh, a lot of this came from uh, a memo that Bloomberg had seen, which had been communicated uh, to the top leaders there who were not only just complaining about this particular issue with the GPF, but also the management style of uh, one of the uh, leaders there within the Isibar sure. Fund. Um, and I guess it speaks volumes about a lot of the tensions post the Mpati Commission that have happened at the PIC and the task sure. of really reorganizing the fund manager. Definitely. And yes, that has to be sorted. And we're not encouraging this. But all we're saying is, in any institution, you'll continue to have internal issues. In any institution, you'll get now and then bad managers or bad leaders. And if one has been identified as such, then definitely they need to be dealt with. And I think here it's a nice thing because you're dealing with professionals. They manage to put all the facts, you know. And it's for the management of the board of the PIC to follow through that and investigate all that. We just had APSA telling Mr. Minnelli to go. Mm, 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 so mm. even in the private sector, it does happen that we are not happy with your management style, we are not happy with your strategy, then maybe we have to let you go if we find that you are the one who's wrong. And yes, let them investigate all that. But all I'm saying here is, uh, yeah, it does happen in all the sectors, whether it's private or uh, public, that you get one or two managers that people are not probably happy with their style, or really they're not in themselves very good leaders. And yes, we cannot afford to have something mm. like that. And by all means, if you've got over 100 people complaining about you, I guess it's worth investigating and make sure that maybe you have to part ways with that particular institution. Makwe, mm, mm. are you a betting man? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but you work in the markets, man. I mean, come on, come on. You, you work in the markets. The world's <laughs> biggest casino. <laughs> I, I don't bet, bro. I'm, I'm investing. Oh, you don't bet. Okay, all right, all right. You you don't speculate and gamble. You you invest. No. Okay, all right, Makwe. Makwe, uh, I want to talk about sports betting. It's certainly something that uh, has caught on like wildfire in South Africa. People love, the, love it. Uh, and I guess it's also accounted for how much attention people then pay to uh, many of the games that are on the go during the week and the weekends. Uh, but it seems now we're not going to be talking about people winning and, uh, I guess, uh, winning against the odds. But, uh, yeah, uh, it seems uh, the odds and the chips are down for many workers um, uh, who work for Betting World, which is linked to the Pumelela Group, which is under business rescue out in Kabecha. Now, it seems uh, 14 Betting World uh, workers have picketed outside uh, this business in Commercial Road in uh, Kabecha, uh, demanding salaries from April last year. What's happening here? I think we need to be careful here, you know. 
you get companies which were badly run with or without COVID, and people now are starting to use COVID as an excuse. I'm saying Pumelela managed to be under business rescue. You got the Oppenheimers bailing them out. You even had a guy from the UK, a big guy when it comes to horse raising, who was challenging and also giving a counter offer that was given by the Oppenheimers, but it didn't go through. My point here is we know it struggled, that industry, just like in industries, but people with money, they managed to pick that up at cheap price. And yes, just like in other uh, uh, sector, but with sports betting as well, remember, games were banned. But at some point, then we started seeing games coming back. And we've got other stores which are still operating. And yes, they might not be making the super profits that they were making before. But at least they're starting to break even because all sports are back in play. Mm. It's just mm. a question. So all I'm saying is, you might it might be a question of anyway it has been bad management yeah. and we know Pumelela at some point they bought a fifty percent or so stake when it comes to super bets mm. and rumors are they will be giving it back to super bets because I was about to ask I mean if you're in business rescue and you were just uh, out here shopping for acquisitions what happens to some of those acquisitions where people were expecting that you're going to capitalize some of those businesses. You have to, and you get businesses at very cheap prices. So it shouldn't be an issue because, I mean, whoever will be picking up that particular company or to help them get out of business rescue, they'll be getting it for a song because we look at your forward earnings. We mm. look at your PE that, you know, your earnings are not looking that good. Then instead of maybe buying you at two rents, then I can buy you probably at one rent. So please, people should stop using COVID as an excuse. Yes, people had a dent, but things are almost back to normal in a way. So people should at least be getting their jobs. You know, if you're saying to me, we're unable to pay you bonuses, it's something else. Because every time we know that whether it's tennis, whether it's golf, whether it's soccer, cricket, you name it, I mean, it's back into the play. I mean, look what is happening with horses as well. I mean, they're more yeah, or less I was back, about to you say, know. Marco, I mean, when I think Pumelela, the first thing I think about Ngama Ashpra, and I don't know if people are still out here betting on the big six and, uh, you know, all manner of other it's, things. It's I still mean, big. It's still big. It? You know, I mean, it's, yes, it is. That is why you've got this big issue with them Bare. when it comes to the Houten gambling board. Mm. And then that issue when it comes to who's owning these race courses, mm. there is that public protector issue. And hey, why would the likes of Oppenheimers put money into that? And we know this is a family that has been involved with horses ever since. Mm. And I think there's a company called Four Four Racing, something like that, also trying to get their life. Yeah, I think one of the Oppenheimer daughters is involved in this company, eh? in Pumelela in some shape or form. Yes. Mm. And uh, it's not an excuse. And we have to be careful. And I think it's not just going to apply to Pumelela that companies which were anyway not doing well, mm. now they've got a very nice excuse to retrench people under the, 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 the issue that, hey, COVID, COVID, hey guys, COVID happened, but companies managed to yeah. come back in a more, maybe uh, in a different way or a leaner way. And there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. in reducing stuff where you can, but let it be clear, let it be communicated, sure, sure. okay? Let people be paid, whatever that they need to be paid for. And probably you might find that, and I hope they are not part of those companies that have been investigated, that they claimed the money of the UIF, mm-hmm. but you didn't pay it over you know, to the employees because we yeah. know that situations like that, that the SIU is busy investigating, that people made the uh, UIF claims, but mm. they didn't pass it over to the guys. But yeah.
Yeah, let, let's hope that's not the case here, Mark. I mean, we know it's just the month of April where these payments weren't made and uh, I guess other payments that were due to the workers. Uh, and the company, it seems, has made a commitment that if you give us the information, your bank details now, Yonganyindo, will pay that money. So we're going to follow that story. But maybe, Mark, I think next time we speak to you, you must teach us how we play the horses because uh, it's quite clear that you don't to share here uh, in the horses. Um this one is why Big Six is and all of the other horses, and also how you name the horses. I mean, I always find. Abo Jazzy Queen, Abo. I mean, <laughs> Markwe, let's talk about Fitch. Now, uh, you certainly know I, I hold no brief for the ratings agencies. I'm not a fan. Uh, but I must say, I mean, I'm, I, probably this one story, uh, uncharacteristically, I, I might agree with them. Uh, that the story of really freezing public sector wages and realizing the cost savings that were mentioned in the budget um, is not a credible story. I don't, I don't really buy it. Um, uh, and I don't buy it because of the politics of the situation uh, rather than maybe the targeting of the National Treasury or anything like that. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's quite ambitious to come in and say, you know, uh, uh, we're factoring in a no-cost increase. And that's a big part of our... Uh, sort of fiscal consolidation and growth story that we're selling. I mean, certainly doesn't sound credible to me, and uh, it seems um, Fitch here, one of the ratings agencies, also doesn't buy it. You know, truth be told, you know, I, 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 I think they're right. It's not going to be achieved because, remember, uh, the government, the way they went ahead with this whole thing, aren't you supposed to be talking to other stakeholders before you come with a decision that this is what you are planning, you this is what we bu- want to you do? You announced it in the budget, Mark, right? Before yeah, you've even it, spoken to these people in the, wrong, in the bargaining That's the wrong approach. And I think people now get to a point that, you know what, I think you're undermining us. You just decide whether your reasons are right or wrong. But hey, why didn't we have a discussion? And guys, let's just understand a simple thing. Everything is going up, whether it's your copper, your iron ore, your gold, your oil, even materials, you know, toothpaste, everything is going up. Mm. Labor. So all I'm saying is inflation now is sitting at almost 3%. If now you're not going to be increasing my salary by at least inflation, then it means I'm earning less because I'm buying less with that money. My one rand is no longer able to buy 10 things. Now it's buying almost nine things. So that cannot be right. So you have to find a way that at least people get their salaries to measure the cost of living. And we've seen that it's busy going up bit by bit. And hey, it's only fair. And the argument that the government doesn't have money, whose fault is it? Mm-hmm. And why is it only one part of the community that's supposed to take the heat on that? Why will you guys, Ayabonga, still get salary increases and you are part of this government? And you get the public servants, yes, we know about the inefficiency. Who do you mean we know. got increases? No, did I get an increase? Or just in general, yeah, I'm just asking. I'll check. <laughs> but i mean i guess here's the other dynamic here which is it must be a very tough negotiation when there's still the lingering court challenge of the last leg of the last agreement um so so you there isn't agreement even on the last agreement what's the likelihood 
uh, of getting agreement on this one. But also, uh, we heard the ILO has been brought in, International Labour yes. Organization, to assist in the facilitation. We tried to reach out to them earlier, and understandably so. They say, oh, it's a sensitive matter. Uh, we sure. certainly would not like to wade into it. So, so that gives you a sense of uh, the importance of this particular moment, um, not just for... You know, the kind of story, uh, the fiscal policy story that uh, the Treasury has been selling to South Africans, to the public and also to the ratings agencies. But I guess for this critical moment in the delivery of public services, we're we're effectively facing down the barrel of a general public strike here. You know, I think we need first to say to those workers, they also have to improve productivity. We are working for eight hours. We are paying you for eight mm. hours. Give us production for eight hours. Sure, but sure. going back to the sensitivity of this whole thing, I'm happy to put my money on the table. They're going to get an increase. It might not be 7%. Government is just wasting our time and their time by kicking this can further down the road because government cannot afford to have that kind of a strike. They cannot. Mm. And we as ordinary South Africans, we cannot uh, uh, be uh, be able to stand all that. So, yes, it's just they might not get the 7%. And uh, I find it very disturbing that the facilitators, the likes of the International Labour Organization, they're busy talking to the employer so that they can go to the employees and make them an offer. Yeah, but But even that structure structure of facilitation is just problematic, right? It's Uh, not facilitation mm, then. Yeah, 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 no, no. It's, it's because that's facilitation and you bringing the guys together. Why are you listening to the employer side so that you can go and make a proposal to the employees? Yeah, I mean, and, and also, Mark, where I mean, I was speaking to Evan Jim yesterday, um, and and my concern is that when we think about strikes, this is potentially not going to be the only strike that might upset the apple cart and have, sure. have an effect on us as South Africans who sit in our households. Uh, because if things don't come to a head at ESCOM, we're going to be faced with that strike. Uh, I took a look a few weeks ago at uh, Salga's initial negotiating position. Now, Salga, you know, negotiates with municipal sure. workers in many of our municipalities. You know, uh, some who came out and said, uh-uh, this is not going to happen like this. So, so imagine, in a sense, we've got a potential triple whammy here. You potentially have the strike of provincial and national government workers in education, healthcare, safety and security. Um, And then you also have at a local government level the potential, uh, you know, uh, a slowdown in operations that might have an implication on whether the refuse is collected, whether, you know, all manner of technical services operate. And then cherry on top, ESCOM. And then we've got the mine workers as well. They're also asking, especially the gold miners, for an increase. Yeah, but they deserve probably it. I mean, look at, look at where that price is. Can afford it because they're busy printing money because mm. of the community prices. But you are right. We cannot afford this strike. And definitely, the government must just move from this whole issue of zero increase. Guys, zero increase is not possible. I'm not a public servant. I'm a taxpayer. Mm. I'm happy to give those guys something, yeah. you know, so that at least they match ah, the cost of living. And also, zero percent increase is not English. I don't understand. And, 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 <laughs> and why <laughs> didn't you discuss these things all along? What are you guys doing at Netflix? Is it not supposed to bring ah. the labor, government and business together? Aish, Makwa questions that need answers. Questions that need answers. I certainly hope we can catch up with the folk at Nedlack uh, in the not-so-distant future, uh, Lisa Seftel and her team there, because uh, they've been very busy, ERRP. Uh, but I think the one thing, as you rightfully say, we, we would have 
uh, probably wanted Nedlack to intervene if it can is this particular matter, which is uh, probably going to be the biggest impasse of the year. And Kwasatu Makwe, as I let you go, has come out and said, we might be finding ourselves waiting in voting stations and then singing a good picket lines. You see now, and can we really afford that, let alone that other economies are picking up, we are still struggling, we don't even have a hope of picking up, up until maybe we start to roll out the vaccine so that we can get back to normality and try to get some green shots when it comes to the economic growth, so we don't need stuff like that. Can it be avoided? Yes. Mm. And by the way, these guys, are they not part of the tripartite alliance? And what are they talking to, ah, guys, okay. when they've got their locotas, their stuff like that, that, guys, let's face the truth, this is the situation, instead of... They are talking about part... leaks and retreats, Makwe. Oh, by the way. Leaks but and I think some, some of, and we, I think we should stop to be reactionary, and please, if we say people are stakeholders, let, it not, let them not be stakeholders whenever it suits us. Let's mm. get involved. This is, and we know, you know what's boring? You know that next year, June, we have to renew and start negotiating. Why don't you start preparing all that? Start having those uh, behind-the-scenes discussions or start having some necessary buy-ins. What happened to lobby? That, you know, mm. we need to lobby X, Y, Z so that at least, you know, we close that gap Hi. if we are far apart. Hi, Mark. And you know, this culture of leaving something on the table, I don't think Kusaniko Shetwakanjal. You know, when you were in the trade unions, you, you guys used to do that, but I don't know now anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a comrade and Bulala Bakwe. Let's leave it there. And, uh, I'll bury you. I'll eh? bury you. Don't worry. Let no, them kill you. Bury you. Chief. They'll collapse me. They'll collapse me. Makwe, let's leave it there, my brother. But a certainly heartfelt message that we hope we can send out to many sure. of the federations Kosatu, Naktu, Fedusa, you know, even the folk at Solidarity, and even those in the Tripartite Alliance, uh, you know, the Af- African National Congress, the party, the SACP. We need a political solution to this thing. This thing should let's not be in the courts. Yeah, man, this thing nice should way. not be in the courts. We shouldn't need facilitators. No. We are a country based on dialogue. We exactly. emerged as a result of the willingness to undertake dialogue that can break through any deadlock. And this idea now that we're going to have judges resolving what are industrial matters, I think, is rather problematic. Makwe? I agree. Arisi is the chief investment officer and founder at Markway Fund Managers.